Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of a Some Good Shows podcast. This one is Hammerglore. The episode is November's Rain. We'll get you to that podcast as soon as possible. But first, we need to go over some safety features of the aircraft that you'll be riding in today. Please keep your eyes and ears on the Alice Montgomery at all times. And when you Andrew Albers, make sure to Ben Krieger, the casual Colleen, while you Charlotte Ellis. Under your seat, you'll find Colleen Humphreys and a Doc Rubente, Domino RBGing, Eddie De Santiago's, Emma the Seance, and Fatic Olive. In the event of a water landing, you will find an Ezra with an effin science man, Hannah Kim Kirby's creeper, Kyle Hatfield, which you can then use as a mat, aka Stormageddon. In the event of losing cabin pressure, Nancy Konek, shout out Cam's mom, Nene12715, pull down on the Nez and Nick Potter the Nile Glover while you pill knock Sammy V's Spence. Whoa, <laughs> I'm leaving that in, fuck it. Pull down on the mask and the Steph will start flowing, even though the Stephen Mayfield may not inflate. And please make sure to put on your VDON before you zack other passengers. I'm your editor, Nathan Norman Brandt. This episode is going up Friday, June 23rd. And here comes the podcast. Thank you for flying the friendly guys. Welcome to Hamburg Lore, the show where we explore the weird characters in history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I am grain-free Nathan Brand. Great. I just went to Petco. What do you want from me? Yeah, you're good. Uh, today we're joined by a good, good pal, Marn. Hey, Marn, how's it going? Hello, I am good. I'm very excited to be here. That's going to change. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Marn, one thing that we like to ask everybody here, especially first time guests, is what's your favorite fast food item? So I am from Maryland. So my answer is any kind of seasoned fry, especially the kind mm. that have Old Bay on them. Yeah. I do oh. like the Five Guys Cajun fries, too. Yeah, that shit's good, dude. Yeah, they're good. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They're so good. I don't even know why. For literally no reason. I used to be an Old Bay hater. <laughs> You're talking about my ex-wife. Oh, uh, like, I have no idea why I was just like, man, this shit sucks. Whenever I like it just like clicked in my head. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me, actually? You know, <laughs> it's really good. It's so fucking good. I can change. <laughs> Somebody told me about like an Old Bay ice cream and I'm like, yeah, 100 percent. Give me that. There's shit. a. Yeah, there's a local ice cream place that is literally almost walking distance from me that does, uh, instead of salted caramel ice cream, they do Old Bay caramel ice cream. Holy shit. So for the listener, or maybe even me, who's never had Old Bay before, what is the, de what is the deal? It, or if I've had Old Bay, I don't, I didn't know it was Old Bay. Um, it's, I know, I know that it's like a, like a New England staple and like you put it on all your crabs and whatnot over there. <laughs> yeah, it's a seafood season. Well, it's OK. So it was like made to be a seafood seasoning, mm -hmm. um, but people just put it on whatever the fuck, especially in Maryland. Um, they You can get like <laughs> Old Bay goldfish now. I think they're yeah. like specifically an East Coast thing. I so it is for yet. seafood then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Google is telling me it's mostly celery, salt, pepper, and paprika. But mm. I think there's other shit in there too. Listen, 
celery salt fucking whips yeah man. yeah it does you put those you put those little boring bastards in an oven and turn them into dust they turn into flavor boys yeah dude, dude. well speaking of flavor bastards oh shit that's the name of the podcast now hey if y'all y'all uh y'all ever get a cat cats are pretty cool right no, no? Yeah. yeah no i, I do okay. i do have a cat yeah. i'm familiar yeah I'm, uh, <laughs> my familiar yeah <laughs> please please tell me about your please tell me about your cats Martin. uh my cat is or actually cat. technically my wife's cat uh who okay. came with my wife when we moved in together Great. A couple years Great. Ago. she is 10 years old she's the loudest cat in the world we think she is maybe a main coon or has main coon blood um she was born in a barn She's named Momo after the creature from Avatar The Last Airbender. Great, great. So she always leaves a door open and is born in a barn. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. I just love a big, loud cat. Yeah. I... I I love a big a big dude that'll yell at you <laughs> uh, <laughs> when he want wet food. Like <laughs> like that's my favorite. I'm shit. already off topic on you know this show that just started five minutes ago, but uh, Junie has been screaming so much more lately, and Audrey Aww. and I are both just like this is the best thing that's ever happened to either of us. Like, <laughs> Welcome to screaming. She's so <laughs> funny. Anyway, yeah, cats are great. Um, that's the yes. report. Great. Anyway, um, y'all have heard the Maomix Ma- theme, right? Mm-hmm. Kim Konak. Yeah. This is the closest we've ever come to us both accidentally doing the same Did you also report. do a pet, dude? <laughs> I, I so almost funny. did. That's so I funny. I almost did. Oh, my God. We're recording this at 7.45 p.m., yeah. At 5.40 p.m., I sat down and said, what am I going to write my report about today? I was like, the Miamic song is really funny. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I'm glad that I had that thought because I don't know what I would have done. We're going to, well, a, a lot of my, like, uh, this report is, I'm going to say like 60-ish percent about the Miamic jingle and more of just like going into kind of the wild stuff involving the people that were involved in it. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, which Yeah, like I I know I know jack shit. Like I said I was going to do a report on it, but I didn't even yeah, start. Like, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. As I was reading the shit, like the amount of times where I'm just like no fucking way. Like I it, it's it's so cool. So everybody knows the fucking Yamek song. Uh first of all, uh something I think is very funny. Uh I mentioned that I was doing this report and then Audrey said I want chicken, I want liver, meow mix, meow mix, please deliver. That's actually not in a fucking meow mix commercial as far as I can find. That's a fucking Austin Powers quote. I've. Interesting. But that's the one that like everybody pops to in their heads. That's like finding out that Kleenex were never called Kleenex and it was just in (laughs) Shrek. I watched so many of these fucking commercials, Nathan. Could not find a single one that said that. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? Like, that's insane. And Audrey's like, I've never seen Austin Powers. And I'm like, but everyone else has. <laughs> and that's all it takes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. So. Holy fuck. Boring stuff out of the way first. Great. <laughs> Austin Powers out of the way. <laughs> uh, Purina was the original creator of the Miamix brand. Hilariously, uh, they lost it from an antitrust thing because they were just like, we've got to break up big pet food. Just make smaller kibble. Yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm so sorry, genuinely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you're launching a product of this magnitude. You've got to have some like really heavy advertising muscle for it. So enter yeah. 
I'm going to fuck up this name because it's very Italian. Uh, Ron Travisano uh, from the Della Femina Travisano and Partners ad agency. Um, they were the people that had the Purina account at the time. Uh, after looking into them for a little bit for a while, uh, they're kind of one of the most like legendary ad agencies in American history. Um, oh, they are their entire like the founder's entire vibe was the basically basically the inspiration for the show Mad Men. Um, oh shit! Okay. So like okay. you know, great folks we're working with here. Um, like I stumbled onto some kind of racist shit that man said. No uh, way. Uh, <laughs> right. No way. Um, a rich person. Anyway, wow. this ad agency genuinely they were fucking good at their job like they were absolutely crushing it uh they came up with the i think they still use it slogan which i think is incredible for me on mix which is that it tastes so good cats ask for it by name like that's that's good uh, that's, that's really, really good. good right yeah yeah it's good i'll concede right i'll concede <laughs> that. uh and so the first uh then you know the first tv advertisement for me on mix uh i don't think i've ever heard of a commercial coming out that like altered the public consciousness in a way as much as the meow mix jingle has mm. uh you can say where's the beef but like nobody says that anymore but, but like everybody yeah. fucking knows the meow mix jingle mm -hmm. yeah and so like the original commercial from 1974 it's incredibly simple it's literally just a black screen with the face of a cat it's like in the middle of trying to like get a hairball out and then they just like loop the animation frame so its mouth is opening and it just looks like it's singing it's it's been mr edited exactly right yeah right. <laughs> uh and so you know it looks like it is singing uh and i'm using this in quotes because it is the title of the song the meow mix theme <laughs> theme from thunderball yeah. with some sing-along <laughs> subtitles at the bottom of the screen which i think are in like a comic sans adjacent font which is very funny oh of course love um love apparently also couldn't find like hard confirmation on this but uh the subtitles were not a part of the original plan for the commercial which is very funny to think about like it was just going to be a cat singing and probably just some cats walking around eating but like food. like i think we can agree it's ostensibly funnier to have the yeah. lyrics at the it bottom is. right like is. Yeah. like and they like changed the huh. lyrics a lot like throughout the years to like incorporate you know new flavors that they're coming out with and other stuff that they want to sell i don't necessarily know if it was intended to be that way like I, there's a big part of me that's just like how a lot of just really brilliant things in history are just like yeah i don't know i guess this worked out huh you know um yeah my brain came up with it maybe it'll resonate with somebody <laughs> else's sure, brain i don't right. fucking know uh, beef, it's what's for dinner. It worked? Yeah, great. great. <laughs> uh, so then I was like, okay, cool, great. There's the commercial out of the way. Awesome. And then I started looking into like some of the names on this particular Wikipedia paragraph that are associated with this particular jingle. And holy shit, they're kind of wild. So let's start with the composer for this uh, classic jingle. The composer is a man by the name of David Lucas, who is a songwriter and a producer that has been like he has like a fucking wild like producer and songwriter history. He like 
one of his earliest like music career experiences was he was working somewhere, ran into Buddy Rich, and then went on a world tour with him, helping him run his world tour. Uh, oh my god! If you're doing jingles, you are essentially at like the top of like music production and shit. It, yeah. It's it's wild how. I'm sure you'll get into this, but it's wild how many like big names and how much money is behind just like oh my God, a yeah. dude playing four notes on a piano and going like, hot pockets. <laughs> like, yeah. that's three notes, actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, but somebody every time that plays gets a fucking check. Yeah, anyway, it's, go ahead. It's three notes and you get paid for it for the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so David Lucas, uh, as he got into doing jingles, he has composed like some of the most like memorable and quote important jingles for advertising. Yeah, in... no, no jingle is actually right. important. Uh, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> like oh, throughout the 1970s, he was the guy behind like the jingles for fucking Pepsi, AT and T, Coca Cola. Oh my god! Yo, Pepsi and Coca Cola. Yeah, dude. dude. Like, damn, dude. He. He absolutely was just fucking raking it in. Like he put out Pepsi's uh, catch that Pepsi spirit and the Pepsi's got your taste for life jingles. He did AT&T's like classic slogan of reach out and touch someone. Right. Uh, oh, my God. I, I don't remember these slogans like at all. But like the moment you hear the jingles, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I'm sure. But like it, just reciting the lyrics of it. I'm not going to ask you to repeat what the Pepsi one is, but the vibe the one gave off was you're going to drink Pepsi forever, motherfucker. What was it? <laughs> what was it? Oh, uh, Pepsi's got your taste for life. Yeah, it's like I've got like you're trapped in here with me. <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. In 1979, a New York magazine straight up referred to like this dude and his partners, uh, like studio that they made jingles out of they did roughly two-thirds of every major jingle that got any sort of uh, they, they did two-thirds just of them holy yeah. shit damn like you you mentioned earlier if you got that jingle money you are set for life that is such a fucking understatement mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so here's where i started to like be like oh hey holy shit what the fuck uh, David Lucas also, in 1971, he produced a four-song demo for a band by the name Stalk-Forest, uh, which got them signed by Columbia Records. The band then underwent a name change, put out a record, and then in 1976, he produced their album entitled Agents of Fortune with the smash hit song Don't Fear the Reaper. What? No way! <laughs> What? He sang backing vocals and was the motherfucker that came up with the idea to put Cowbell on that track. He, this motherfucker is all about doing one thing on the beat. Meow, 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 meow. Donk, yeah. donk, donk, donk. Like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Interesting. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like I'm in the scene in fucking Under the Silver Lake with the guy who's like, yeah, I wrote every culturally important American song for the last 90 years. Like, I feel like you're telling me that's real. (laughs) Right. This is something that I like most of the time. If I read something on Wikipedia, I'm usually just like, "Okay, it's cited. Cool. Great. This is awesome. I believe it. I read that. I'm like, nah. No, 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 that's not true. That's not true. It's fucking true. What the fuck, dude? (laughs) He was the producer for Blue Oyster Cult, like on pretty much all of their big albums. That's insane, dude. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker produced Godzilla, dude. (laughs) That's true. That's a weird fucking song, dude. So that's wild. Uh-huh. So join me on another tangent here. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> um, so the original Meow Mix commercial, I hate to break it to you all. Cats cannot capital S sing. What the fuck are you trying to say, man? <laughs> you know, a person sang that song, Nathan. Yeah, a cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You saw the commercial. You were there. When are they going to reboot Meow Mix with like a cat girl or like a VTuber is what I'm saying. Oh, God. Like a cat VTuber. Don't give them ideas. I'm really surprised they haven't. I'm saying, like, actually, I don't think there needs to be more VTubers, but like VTubers being in advertisements and shit like that. Like, I don't know. We got Chuck E. Cheese. Now we need a Meow Mix one. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the duology. So the, the singer behind the Meow Mix theme is a woman by the name of Linda November. Uh, which sounds like a fake name. Yeah, no. But it's not. That's a dame in a, in a, in a noir story. Like, <laughs> mm. Continuing the trend of people involved with the Meow Mix theme weirdly being some of the most like influential and important people that have ever like done advertising at all. You have definitely heard her voice before. Um, not just in like the Meow Mix theme, not from any sort of like voice acting, but like through some way or another, she has like been doing music since basically like the 50s. Oh shit, okay. And in the 60s, after she had been like working here and there doing some like, you know, musicals and stuff for musical shit, <laughs> she was part of Ray Charles's backup singers. Like she did backup vocals for fucking Frank Sinatra. I told you, dude, like that's insane. Yeah. (laughs) After all of that, or really around the same time, she started getting into jingles. Mm -hmm. Sure. Over the course of her 32 years as a jingle singer, November sang approximately 22,000 jingles. Whoa. Holy shit. She she is called the Jingle Queen. <laughs> Not making that up. That's my fucking name, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, she sang approximately twenty two thousand jingles. Uh, she did the Coca Cola. I'd like to teach the world to sing. Ad. She did the Holy fucking shit. Oh my god. She did the Coke and a Smile ad that is in the Super Bowl ad Hall of Fame. She was the original person that sang Burger King's Have It Your Way. Jesus, man. She did the Chicken of the Sea jingles. She did the Kraft Foods America Spells Cheese K-R-A-F-T jingles. Like, she did the fucking, like, the Snickers Satisfies shit. I am literally just looking at her Wikipedia page right now, and it's insane. Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, Miller Beer. She, like, did a bunch of the Budweiser ones that kind of got them on the map. 
Hmm. Chef Boyardee, Double Mint, Eminem, uh, fucking she did the two all beef patty special sauce lettuce cheese shit. Oh my god! From McDonald's for the Big Mac. I'm so overwhelmed. <laughs> this is one person. <laughs> yeah, man, she did a bunch of stuff for like motor like vehicles and stuff like that. Like it is just absolutely insane the amount of shit that she has worked on. But genuinely, she does refer to the meow mix jingle as her masterpiece <laughs> and i think that oh fucking God. owns <laughs> that rip the inglorious bastard scene like i think this one's my masterpiece quoting the uh wikipedia page here uh her masterpiece the one jingle that she herself selects as the apotheosis of her craft apotheosis and meow mix in the same sentence dude yeah dude uh, um on top of all of that just like some of the other shit that she's done is like insane well uh, did you know that uh, did you know about barry manilow's jingles yeah like he did the band-aid song he did a kfc yeah. one he did a pepsi generation one he did the mcdonald's you deserve a break today but like <laughs> that's fucking wild yeah he did like a good neighbor state farm is there <laughs> like what the yeah. fuck God. barry manilow <laughs> yeah yeah man like it, it is just like insane like the level of talent uh that this lady has and she's like still doing stuff she is like almost 80 years old and she's just still out there just like hey i'm just doing like musical stuff or like doing some singing but like good for her good for her yeah oftentimes the older you get as a lady the harder it is to sing yeah. well too so like being 80 holy shit oh my god yeah she's a soprano which like is not easy on your throat at all like i wonder i wonder what jingle writing is like in terms of like do you just walk around your house and be like it's a spoon use it as a spoon <laughs> like and, like that's your practice is like you just like go around know. to different objects and be like bricks you can build your house with bricks and it's like is that anything no okay <laughs> i don't know like ceilings it keeps the rain out ceilings <laughs> i guess i i feel like there's just not as many jingles anymore like i feel yeah. like unfortunately we as a society have moved past jingles and i think that kind of sucks there's not even like many audio signatures anymore or whatever you know like the mm -hmm. thx yeah. like audio signature or whatever like the only ones that are around are just the melody of older ones exactly because you know? everybody yeah. already knows those yeah exactly yeah. you just you, you, i don't know where it comes from i just know that intel goes ba 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 the end yeah <laughs> like, right i feel like part of it has to be like the death of cable tv and the death of radio right because those yeah. were like the two places that jingles got really big play i think radio especially oh my god yeah radio yeah. especially people just don't have a have time for like here's a song about the iphone that we wrote uh -huh. for you it's, it's just like it's an iphone and all of your iphone stuff is here <laughs> and you don't need a song to just be like iPhones, it's got your life for good, or whatever. Like, right, yeah. whatever that Pepsi one That's, was. Like, kind of great that would be. Like, I kind of miss jingles a little bit, you know? Mm -hmm. I think the last, like, big one I can remember is the McDonald's I'm Loving It. Mm -hmm. But even that was whenever I was in, like, high school. Yes. That's not even written as a jingle. No. It was at the, it's at this point that I would like to request that this episode be entitled November's Rain. Thank you. Mm. Um, Excellent. Anyway. Welcome to the fun fact section. Here's three things that I found that I could not fit into my report otherwise to close out my report. Uh, 
fun fact, according to Canadian Broadcasting Company, uh, a 2012 survey stated that 81% of respondents claimed to have heard the Meow Mix jingle within the past 12 months. The jingle was retired in 1996. Hey, what? Hey, what? Have it, has it not been on TV since then? It has not been on TV since what? then. Wait, that's... But if you were to ask me, just like man, I just on... got fucking Shutter Island. Hold on. <laughs> like, if you were to ask me, like man on the street, like shove a microphone into my face and be like, "Is the Meow Mix commercial still on air?" Be like, "Yeah, of course it is." Yeah. If you're if you're in our Discord, I want you to ask a friend that question. When was the last time? Like, yeah. have you heard the Meow Mix song in the last year on TV on a commercial? Mm-hmm. Because. Holy, f- uh, yeah, yeah, okay. That's, that's okay. yeah, that's maybe my favorite fact that I found this entire time. Like, Blue Oyster Cult, fuck them. Like, I don't care about that. Give me human gaslighting, you know? <laughs> Wait, did you say 1996? Yeah. That's crazy because I remember it being on TV as a child and I was born in 95, so that can't be possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's entirely possible it got, like, reran somewhere. But they like officially retired it and moved on to other stuff in 1996. That's like nuts to me. I feel like that's fumbling a baddie though, a little bit. Yeah. Totally. Like that's one of those things that you they've kept the slogan. Meow 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 meow. No, the the like the it, oh the word 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 they so asked for by name. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah 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 the other slogan. Bro, if if a bag of cat food just said meow 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 on it and nothing else, no text, not even a flavor, I'd buy it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would be intrigued. Just hold this up to Noodle and be like, "What do you fucking think, dude?" <laughs> the answer of what Noodle thinks is no. Yeah, it's nothing. Uh, in 2019, uh, Meow Mix did actually like put out some different like genre bending versions of the jingle, <laughs> as they called it, uh, Meow Remix. Holy shit. Uh, and there's like a few of them. They're kind of fun. There's like a with Jay Z in Lincoln Park. <laughs> that would that'd be so good. <laughs> uh, there's like a contemporary pop one that's very boring. Uh, there's like a Latin pop one that's fun. There's like a metal one that is interesting. They're just silly. They're like they just uploaded them to their YouTube channel. They're like 15 to 30 seconds long. You should go check them out. I definitely will. And then uh, the final fun fact I have for this part of the report, uh, the CIA used the Meow Mix jingle as part of its torture program. That's fun. I did know that one, actually. Yeah. That's super fun. Well, now I know it. It was on the <laughs> it was on the list of uh, songs that they used to uh, sleep deprive and uh, just torment uh, people they were torturing. Anyway, Whee! cat food, huh? Yay. I got like halfway through writing this report. And was like, I don't think there's enough here. And then I clicked on the composer's name and I'm like, this is everything to me, actually. (laughs) It's actually just everything because she sang everything. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I didn't expect to talk about Ray Charles and the Blue Oyster Cult in a cat food report. How many how many jingles? How many jingles did she do? roughly 22,000. Dude, babies don't even shit that many diapers in their life. <laughs> I haven't done that many of anything. Yeah. But that's her job and I know that you get paid really well for those too. So like Yeah. Yeah, and she just like hangs out in Las Vegas with her husband who is like a like a pianist and 
like she does like one-off performances or like you know does like accompanying work with people and just well she'll just show up and go meow 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 into a microphone and get paid money in vegas and just get get a fucking standing ovation yeah um (laughs) from me yeah god yeah. yeah so yeah well we'll take a quick break uh and we'll be right back with uh nate's i guess anyway be right back All right, we are back. Uh, Nate, go, go ahead and uh, hit me with that uh, long-form jingle. If I had a dime for every time <laughs> I've, you've said that to me. You'd have a dime. Is that your long-form jingle, or are you just <laughs> unhappy to listen to this podcast? Um, <clears throat> hello. Hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> How's it going? That's what I have written here. <laughs> I'm going to give a straight-up-and-down experience of what it's like to write a Hamburglar report. Oh, no. I have talked about what this report is kind of going to be about before here and there on the show, but I I always have a note in my phone of like potential topics to do and what I would link them to and like be like, all right, cool. I'm going to have like, what if Ronald McDonald was like the czar of McDonald land and write a story about that, right? I'm going to spoil the ending here and say that my conclusion is, oh, geez, oh, no, that's real bad. (laughs) Um, and not like in a way where I'm going to say that like the Michelin man is in your blood or like big boy from Bob's big boys out there busting up a bed, bath and beyond and boasting about his Bob's big boy, big boy. <laughs> no, I think that this is bad in sort of the same way that lead and gasoline was a bad idea. <laughs> Shout out to our episode entitled the gang gets carbon monoxide poisoning for that one. <laughs> but like I said, this isn't going to be an actual report, but more of an experience of what it's like to write the report. Yeah, everybody put on your uh, podcast 40 goggles while you're listening to this. <laughs> Dude, I wish I was drinking a podcast 40. Right now. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, holy shit. So you're going to find out a lot of stuff at the same time that I did while voice to text writing this at 4.51 p.m. today. For reference, it is about <laughs> it's 8.13 right now. So this whole thing started with a TikTok video that I watched. I seem to remember some thing that caught my eye for a report and a topic I haphazardly wrote down in the text uh, in the note that I have. Um, it just says, where is the glitter? And that's it. <laughs> and that was it. So I had to reverse engineer what I think I meant from I that. It's ba- my notes app are basically like a like a dream journal, but for a person that's been awake for nine hours. Sure. <laughs> and so and so like I'll just I'll just look at my notes later and just be like, why did I write potato ham? I don't understand what I meant by this or whatever, right? This answer led me to not down a rabbit hole that I've not yet jumped into yet because I am again writing this report as I'm doing this report. But I definitely looked down the rabbit hole and was like, Jesus Christ, there's so many weird fucking rabbits down here. So, yes, where is the glitter? Cam, what is glitter? Oh, God, I've never thought about that in my entire life. That's right. It's aluminum metallized polyethylene teraflathate. Duh. That's so weird that I have never once thought about what glitter is i just kind of think it's like its own state of matter right it's like plasma yeah glitter yeah right like you're gonna get both but yeah so like it's the same plastic that's used in water bottles essentially and it's it gets all blasted with aluminum vapor and then cut up into like a bajillion little pieces that you may know as glitter oh this this is me summing up the video which is it's delivered in 
such a deranged like home PowerPoint competition. Like, you know what I mean? Like com competitive PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. That's that's mm -hmm. what the report was given in the uh, in the TikTok that I watched. That's just this show, honestly. Same vibe as these reports. Yeah, for sure. Here's something that you may not have already known. The world is running out of glitter. The world's glitter suppliers cannot make glitter fast enough. What? Exactly. And I will answer why in this report. <laughs> the answer may bore you and may shock you. <laughs> I thought this was going to the place where, like, someone did a report on glitter a couple of years ago and the factory was like, we cannot tell you like the world's biggest user of glitter. Hey, hey, it's hey, like, hey, 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 okay, listen, okay, listen, okay. listen, don't get ahead of me, don't get ahead of me, don't get ahead of me. Don't get ahead of me. <laughs> hey, 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 cut it. <laughs> Silenced by big glitter. <laughs> oh, this is, yeah, now this is how we learn that Marn is like the, the child of a rich glitter magnate. <laughs> I grew up in the glitter mines. No, 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 I, I was talking about this at dinner like a couple weeks ago with people <laughs> so funny good shit it might seem like a wild thing to say that the world is running out of glitter uh because it is a wild thing to say that the world is running out of glitter you may ask yourself how all of the glitter companies the dozens and dozens of glitter companies in the world are like why they're all running out of their chief export well actually in america you only really get glitter from two uh companies that both exist in the state known as God's country, the one for lovers, home of the fighting Italians, New Jersey. <laughs> the company I'm going to focus on here is called, actually, if you don't know, guess the dumbest name for a glitter company, Cam. Uh... Like if you're going to open a glitter company and you want it to have the, the most generic name, and Marn, you guess as well if you don't remember or know what I, do, I do not. Okay. <laughs> this is like a while ago that I read this article. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, good. Mm. So if you were going to name, it's like, oh, yeah, we're like a, a manufacturer of glitter. That's all we do. Is it just named like Sparkle or some shit? <laughs> like Sparkle, like S-P-A-R-K-L or something uh -huh. like that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, I'm going to go with sh Shiny. Glitter X. That sucks. It sucks. Just That's glitter awful. with EX at the end of it. It blows. That sucks. Sucks shit. It sucks. Fuck you. Get Homegirl November on this shit and, and punch right. it up, dude. That's right. Glitter, it's shining like you. Or whatever the fuck. Like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's this, there's this New York Times article, which I had to pay to read. <laughs> Thanks, patrons. <laughs> this article talks about the reports, uh, the reporter's experience with interviewing... Um, glitter x centering around holiday decorations and stuff like that hey i do want to just point out you are maybe the first person in my entire life that has ever admitted to uh going through the uh new york times paywall well they, they it was like four dollars for a month or whatever i was like fine just shut the fuck up dude <laughs> and i canceled it immediately so that it wouldn't renew oh, for sure. the like forty dollars yeah. per letter yeah. you look at or whatever the fuck it yeah. really is but no, I did not pay for an actual subscription. I did like an introductory week free for $4 or so whatever funny. the fuck. Anyway, so the, the, this article didn't start out as a conspiracy theory or anything. Like it just started mm -hmm. out as like, hey, Christmas is coming up. Where all that tinsel come from, everybody or whatever. Sure. Oh, my God. Tinsel and glitter are the same thing, aren't they? Tinsel tinsel's just tinsel long glitter. Tinsel is just long glitter. Mm -hmm. And don't get me fucking oh. started on tassels, dude. Oh. <laughs> Don't get me fucking started. I'm already started. I don't know why it feels like this is some sort of like wild revelatory thing to me. 
Because this <laughs> fundamentally does not matter. It's just information you didn't know already. And yeah. but I'm just really, like, it, this is the most groundbreaking shit I've heard in my <laughs> life. Welcome to a landmark episode of the program Hamburglore. Um, anyway, from the article, which I'm quoting because um, I paid for a New York Times subscription, which means I own this now. Uh, Gl Glitter X was founded in 1963. A man named Babushetti uh, joined the company as president and CEO in 1999 and has been just working to improve their products that they've had since the 1970s. The reporter continues, he did not want me to visit his glitter factory. The also, he did not want me to visit his glitter factory. <laughs> Incredible sentence. <laughs> just like on its own. I didn't even. Perfect like, sentence. My brain didn't even question it. Like, Holy if that's shit. how you open up a novel, I'm there the entire way. <laughs> he did not want me to visit his glitter factory. <laughs> so the jovial Mr. Shetty told them over the phone that people have no idea of the scientific knowledge required to produce glitter, and that Glitter X's glitter making technology is some of the most advanced in the world, and that people will not believe how complicated it is. It's got Bluetooth, right? He would not allow me to see glitter being made. He would not allow me to hear glitter being made, and he would not even let me be in the same wing of the building as the room in which the glitter was being made under any circumstance. So he's definitely grinding up people for glitter, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, people are dying for it's this product. Souls. Like, <laughs> this is some weird Soylent Green shit. It, tru it, tr it truly is. Um, it, like, I, I feel like it's, it's the same thing with, like, painters where, it, like, they're very protective of, like, mm. the recipe that, like, goes into the paint yeah. that they sell. Like, it has to be something like that. Yeah. Where it's yeah, like yeah. the glitter companies are like in such competition that they like think that the other companies are going to like send the spy. They're going to steal my goop recipe. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Even their clients are not permitted to see the glitter being made. And he said that he would not reveal the identities of Glitter X's clients, which includes some of the largest multinational corporations in the world. Eventually, one company did consent to be named which is Revlon. Um, and and okay. fine, he can, you, you can come to uh, the headquarters and learn more about what you can't learn about. <laughs> Go ahead. Mm. Um, and so my next, I have a full page break and then I say, hey, what? Because <laughs> 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 right, like, show everybody. Uh... Like there are trade secrets, of course, especially when like the only two American glitter companies literally mm -hmm. both exist in the same very small United States state. The company relented and said basically more of what they make. They they their glitter goes. They have a couple different categories. Like one is like the make shit look pretty thing. Right. So this mm -hmm. is on like clothings and stuff and like any any like normal glitter thing that you would mm -hmm. think of. Okay. Yeah. The God, God's God's Christian glitter mm -hmm. <laughs> or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we're looking at things like art supplies and credit cards and football helmets and stuff like that. Another thing that glitter is used for is to track animals. So like if you mm. you, you feed a certain mm. amount of a certain colored glitter with the food that an animal eats, you're trying to track it later. You find those droppings. You're like, oh, shit, sparkly green bear is here or whatever. And I'm like, hello. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so trade secrets make sense, right? You don't want everybody knowing how you do the stuff because then they know how to do the stuff and you don't have a business anymore, right? However, the article goes on to state that the secrecy in some cases 
comes from the side of the client and not the glitter manufacturer themselves. That is to say that there are clients that use glitter in their product, but do not want the public to know that they use glitter and that this product, because of some inevitable backlash that will occur if people learn glitter is in their stuff, they don't want people to know. I love mm. that Cam doesn't know this because Cam is like so like Cam is mm. in like Agatha Christie mode right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, my thought that I just had like a minute ago was like this report is going to end in me getting shot. And I just know it. <laughs> like somebody's gonna just like show up at my house and be like, you know too much. No. And then it... glitter bomb me with a real bomb. <laughs> With no glitter. Hold the glitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, if 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 our friend Nile was guesting today, uh, that's when you should expect that, because that's when you'd get like death on the Nile. Anyway, anyway, um, okay, all right. All right. GlitterX didn't even disclose who their biggest client is. Now, where I work, I'm not a very important person, but I definitely know who all of our really big clients mm -hmm. are. Cam, you mm -hmm. work at a card shop. You know who the big dogs are in terms oh, of God, that yeah. one. Yeah. But this is more of a thing where the employees that do the day-to-day -day work there do not know where the stuff they're making is going, which is insane. It's just like, I just make the pretty dust. <laughs> it's like, ah! At the end of this, if you told me this was an allegory for weapons manufacturing, I would believe you. Well, that's the show, everybody. Um, have a good day. No, I'm not. And in, in no part is it that, but that's good. I like that. I like where your head's at. It would make a lot of sense. It's the very Rage Against the Machine version of this show mm -hmm. to do, uh, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this TikTok pretty much ends with the presenter posing the question, where the fuck is all the glitter then? Um, there are two answers to this that are noteworthy. One of them is boring. The other one is horrifying. So I guess the boring answer, the item in question is countertops. No. Okay. Yeah. Like if you think about like a quartz or marble countertop or any kind yeah. of countertop that has some kind of reflective element to it, you're spending mm -hmm. a lot of money then because like what you're getting is like this precious carved stone and <laughs> shit like that. But in reality, about 90% of most countertops people got is just plastic. <laughs> It's just oh, plastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. just, it's just plastic and it's just chock full of glitter because those precious stones, they're more expensive than glitter. <laughs> so if you want it, you, like you can have like, you know, quartz in your thing. It's straight up just like aluminized plastic and a yeah. lot of it <laughs> so yeah. that it looks real or whatever. So th that's the boring answer of where the glitter went. Countertop companies are just making a killing off of pressing a bunch of fucking glitter and plastic into a shape that gives off the vibe of stone, but is actually not stone. And, and yeah, sure, your grandma's marble countertop is real for sure or whatever. Mm -hmm. But like if you get some kind of shitty apartment today or some shitty house mm -hmm. today that, that didn't need to be built in the first place because subprime lending has led to a place where we have more houses than we have people that need houses. Tell them, Nate. And even the homeless people could be housed if we wanted to. But we just tell them we just don't want to do that as a nation. So that's just really cool. Um, get the ass, Nate. Tell them. But yeah, anyway, uh, if you have a countertop <laughs> in a newish house or apartment, it's probably just, just straight up chock full of glitter up in there. Mm -hmm. And at first I was like, oh, man, that's not very exciting at all. But then I looked into something that the presenter mentioned that I latched onto the first time I watched it. Uh, this led me to another article, which I didn't have to pay for. And therefore, I'm not going to directly quote because I don't own that one. <laughs> Essentially, it's from a dentist that talks about seeing small blue flecks uh, after cleaning somebody's teeth. He talks about how normally as a dental hygienist, you see a bunch of weird shit come out of people's mouth. You don't really judge or think twice about it because like, yeah, man, 
the mouth is there and it has like some bones kind of and some meat around those bones mm -hmm. and sometimes stuff gets in the meat in the, between the bones and like sometimes like some stuff comes out whatever it's blue i'm not gonna judge you like whatever it's fine you're literally here at the dentist doing the dentist stuff can't complain right <laughs> but honestly i'm sure that like most of the shit that like dental hygienists like blast out of your mouth is basically the shit that they warned you about in the <laughs> bible like, <laughs> like fully <laughs> So this dentist noticed that coming out of one patient's mouth uh, and thought nothing of it. But as time went on, they kept noticing deposits of blue dust in people's gums as he was using uh, this toothpaste product um, at the dentist. So they eventually found out, and this has been confirmed by other sources, that yes, toothpaste definitely does have plastic in it for the microabrasion used to clean your teeth. People of the jury, mm -hmm. be it lady, gentlemen, beyond or in between. I have eaten a lot of toothpaste. <laughs> I was literally going to ask if it was toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> I have eaten a lot of toothpaste in my life. I know that you guys have too. <laughs> just, just Not on purpose, you know. If, yeah. if you're brushing every day like a like a neurotypical person and you're brushing every day or whatever the hell, people got time for that or whatever the fuck, you probably ate a lot of plastic just over the years <laughs> that's all in your gizzard and now it's and now it's breaking up little <laughs> yeah whatever i don't know how gizzards work whatever <laughs> that's actually exactly how gizzards work plastic <laughs> uh keep in mind that this kind of plastic is also the kind of plastic that's in water bottles which definitely seeps plastic into what you're drinking and just kind of plastics up your whole vibe this kind of plastic is also making its way into our gums to just Sit there like fucking chewing tobacco for robots. Hell yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of plastic in makeup as well, but you do know what they say. Kissing a kisser is like licking a plastic water bottle for like a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> this, shit, this shit fucks me up though, man. It didn't have to be this way. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Why are we just going into the earth and sucking up a bunch of oil and turning it into dust with aluminum and then putting it in our mouth to clean ourselves and then wondering why our babies are born with plastic in their blood? This shit sucks. We tell people to vote with their wallet or whatever and tell people to pay attention to the kind of products they're buying. But I don't know, man. You just think it's kind of ridiculous to assume that a mother of three would read the ingredients list and have a degree in chemical engineering to understand what the fuck any of that shit means while her three kids are screaming at her about Pokemon cards or whatever the fuck. I don't even know if the plastic makes it better or not. I think we just kind of like gritty toothpaste and that's kind of it. Even if it does help, I will take a less good toothpaste. If I if it, if I could be guaranteed that I'm not getting pumped full of shiny hardened dinosaur blood. Like what the fuck, man? This uh this has made me feel really vindicated for using like only like organic toothpaste for most yeah, of my life. Yeah, organic only organic plastic for Marn. <laughs> uh, is this oil cage free? But no, for for real though, like vindication, one thousand percent. And I'm yeah. gonna start because ugh. this concludes all known lore on glitter. Stay tuned for the next episode where I will be talking about somebody that I'm related to. And that's oh. true. <laughs> oh, no. Um. I'm, I'm related to Yu-Gi-Oh! Is, oh, is wow. almost, almost, almost wow. literally what the report is. <laughs> wow, you're related to, to Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, the titular character. Hey, Marn, thanks for being here. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, plug some of that uh, cool stuff you're working on, what you got going on over there. Yeah, I uh, so I co-host another podcast called Argonauts, and we talk about alternate reality games, which have often been used to market 
weird corporate shit. Uh, we yes. recently talked about McDonald's did one to market the Olympics uh, called Find the Lost Ring. And it was about like a lost Olympic sport and that like lets you travel through dimensions. Uh, we Sounds like a about... huge oversight. <laughs> <laughs> we recently have done uh, a couple Disney ones. We did the Tron Legacy one. We just did the one that was to market the Tomorrowland movie that no one has thought about in years. Yes. Um, and uh, one of my favorite ones that we've done is like one that won an advertising award for Audi. Uh, it was called Art of the Heist, and they encouraged players to break into real cars and Audi dealerships. Um, dear listener, Argonauts <laughs> is a very good show. You should absolutely be listening to it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you can find us at uh, ArgonautsPod.com. This, this episode is full of information I can do nothing with, yeah. but I am still, it still rocks me to my small human core. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, hey, everybody, thanks for listening. You know, if you want to support the stuff that we do, patreon.com slash some good shows, best way to give us that financial support. Goes straight to the New York Times. Yeah, absolutely. I love Sleepy Cam. Subscribe. <laughs> I'm very out of it. I'm so sorry, everybody. Our show art and music is by Zach Russell. Their work can be found at Sugar Crash Tats. You can find me on Twitter at The Camdy Man. And you can find me on Twitter at Victory Position. Thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, decay exists as an exit form of life. <laughs> <laughs>